Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we finish our conversation on how people change. Uh, we really hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Going back to the beginning, right, of this conversation, we are always headed towards a more relational way of relating or a, or, or a more healthy re- relational way of relating or mm-hmm. a more unhealthy Yeah way of relating like connected or disconnected which are we going to choose yep we're heading towards connection or disconnection that's a great way of putting it nobody has ever come to us and been like man i'm doing great and we find out they're 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 isolated yep never has Mm -hmm. it ever happened yep in my entire life that has never happened Mm -hmm. and so the way of health is the way of connection it's the way of of, of deeply relating with other people. And that's what we're trying to learn to do, all of us, because we all have a deficit in that area in some way. We're all broken in some way relationally. Mm-hmm. And we're being, we're being brought, brought back to that relational health. So, so I, think, I think one of the takeaways for now is what's your pattern? What's your default pattern, your unhealthy pattern? You, know, you, need, you need to know what it is. Um, the people close to you need to know what it is. What does it look like? What do you do? What do you, t- how do- if you're going to fall and if something's going to take you out, what's it going to look like? Because I guarantee you, it probably looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. What's your thought processes? What's your thought pattern? Where do you go when you're at your worst? You better know what that is. And then secondly, we're encouraging all you, know, you and us, because we, we, we have to practice this too. If we're going to, if we're going to grow is, is to engage in those disciplines that lead us to, to be aware of mm-hmm. what's going on in us and what's going on with the Lord of, of, of silence, solitude, contemplative scripture reading, and contemplative prayer. Those are the things that are going to increase our capacity to be able to give and receive love in healthier ways, yep. to be able to relate to ourselves, God, others in the world around us, in healthier ways. Yep. What's an example of how to practice contemplative scripture reading? Yeah. um, Often what I will do is, is go to one of the gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and just read a chapter Mm -hmm. and, or, or read a verse. Yep. But, um, the, the big thing that I, the, the big difference for me, how it looks for me is the pace. Like I've already talked about me being faster. I have to slow down mm-hmm. and that's why it might sometimes just be a verse, but what I'm, what, what I'm doing in those moments is I'm just, I'm asking the Lord to speak, which again might sound strange, but God, you know, I, I want, you know, my prayer might look something like, Lord, I want to honor you. I want to be near to you. I want to, I want my character to reflect your character, do whatever you want, say whatever you want right now. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just literally be quiet and I'll read slowly. And I'm, I'm trying to be curious and attentive to, to the voice of God in that moment. Yeah. Um, oftentimes I'll also go to the Psalms and do the same thing Mm -hmm. because you know, they're songs, they're, they're poetry to, um, to God and um, that that can really help connect me not only 
to an idea, but to to uh, connect my emotions mm-hmm. to to God. You know, where am I sad? Where am I happy? Where am I where am I despondent? Where am I frustrated? And where is God at? And all that. Yeah. Well, so in the refuge, we do the uh, proverbs a day. So whatever day. So today is the. Let's just say today is the ninth. So you read, read Proverbs nine. Instead of reading it like a story quickly, it's reading Proverbs nine three or four times. So read it once. What stood out to you? Write it down. Read it again. What stood out to you this time? Write it down. How is it different? Read it a third time. Do the same thing. Read it a fourth. What is God showing you in that? And then come back to it the next day because I bet it would be different. So it's that patience and slowing down and why it's important to slow down because the more we slow down and we get in that practice of being okay with being by myself with God, the more I'm likely to be okay with someone else yeah. because I'm able, I'm, I more deeply understand how I tick, what makes me uh, feel one way or another. And I'm able to respond in a healthier way to someone else who pushes, pushes back against something. So what would be an example for guys when we say uh, solitude? Because that sounds, that sounds like a bad idea if we're trying to be in community all the time. So what does solitude look like in a healthy way in the refuge? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it has to be a long time, but I do need to have space for being alone. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I need to have a personal relationship with God, but also with myself. And if I can never be alone, that's a problem. Because some, sometimes we think, well, man, I do bad things when I'm alone, right? Or that maybe that was my past is I, I did bad things when I'm alone, so I never can be alone. Well, I mean, don't you want to live a life where you can trust yourself? Mm-hmm. And so solitude, um, it's it's definitely, we're not saying, you know, create a habit of being alone all the time. But even if it's for 10 minutes, right, uh, two times a week, you need to have some time where you're, you're able to be quiet by yourself and contemplate the tough questions mm-hmm. on where you're at and, and where God is. Yeah. And being alone doesn't mean being the only person in a room. Right. Being alone is being intentionally focused on just sitting on my own. Not being interrupted, because because in, in the refuge there's controlled chaos all the time. It doesn't mean even mean so. That's kind of leads to silence. Doesn't mean absolute silence because you're never going to find that here, and it's yeah. really hard to find when you're out of the refuge. Silence is difficult, but it's about intentionally silencing my uh, my thoughts and what that sounds like. <laughs> what you were talking about, monkey mind earlier. Monkey mind is when a thought leads to another thought, leads to another thought. So it's just kind of like, well, I see this uh, guitar, which reminds me of the guy I saw once at this band place, which reminded me about the time when I was dancing and then dancing reminded me of the shoes that I was wearing. I really don't like the shoes that I have on right now. What I really want is those, which reminds me of the store I was at. So that's monkey mind. And when we are practicing silence, that happens. It's going to happen. But instead of, again, being judgmental, it's showing ourselves grace. So when we identify as, oh, I've lost my train of thought. It's an opportunity for us to thank God to give us a, a, the ability to refocus on him again and then just try to be silent and listen. 
It's like, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to get to focus on you and then sitting in silence again and just doing that again and again and again. And your five minutes is really hard. Yeah. I would actually encourage everyone. Like if you, if this isn't a regular practice for you, start with, start with three to five minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, don't do any more than that. Yeah. Just get, try to get into a rhythm. Do, do, do three to five minutes, three to three times a week. Yeah. Or when you're when guys who are in Lancaster, when you take a walk down the drive, that can be solitude. Yeah. I was just going to say my silence and solitude. I mean, not when it's, you know, 30, 20 degrees outside, but, mm-hmm. but you know, m- mine is best going on a walk. Yep. I can't, it's really hard for me to sit. I have to walk. Yeah. But I'm walking. I'm, I'm praying. I'm, I'm, I'm alone. I'm, you know, at least for me, that's been a good pattern, a mm-hmm. good rhythm. Yep. And if it's, uh, if it's difficult for, you to just be very silent inside. Um, a really good practice is, is called sensory walks. So that means instead of focusing on what's going on in my head, it's connecting myself to the body that God gave me. So as I'm walking, it's noticing how it feels on my feet when I walk over gravel. How cold is it? Yeah. Paying attention to my surroundings. Mm-hmm. What sounds am I hearing? Um, what things, am, what, what am I smelling? Yeah. But it, it sounds, it's again, this is one of those things this, this can either be, you say this a lot, Wes, this can either be as lame or as life-giving as I choose it to be. A sensory walk is one of the best ways for us to get used to being on our own because we're connected back to our body. Well, we're trying to be present, too, mm-hmm. present with ourselves and present with where we are. Yep. Because of, Because a lot of our anxiety tends to be around what's happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, contemplative scripture reading, contemplative prayer, content, uh, silence and solitude, sensory walk, all of that is an effort to be present with ourselves and God. Right. Where we are right now. Because where we are right now, we're not anywhere else. We are where we are. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, um, I think, I think our, the, you know, I think even evil wants to distract us from where we are to some, to be somewhere else. If I just had this, I'd be okay. Let's let's worry about the future. Or man, I can't believe I did that, and I'm I'm stuck in the past, mm-hmm. where you know we're trying to fight to be present, and to be okay with where we are right now. Yeah, so sensory walk can help with that. Mm-hmm. Once again, you're what is it? You're literally going on a walk and just trying to pay attention to what's in front of you. Yeah, because again, you could go on a walk and just be worried about everything that's going to happen. But guess what? You don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. And then the stuff in our past, we can't go back and change it, but we can be aware of it. We can learn from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's that, it's that step from, from awareness to acceptance. So it works both ways. If we're, if we're fixate on the future or if we, or if we're just like uh, frozen by the past, being able to, identify those things take away take away its power if i'm aware that my past has negatively and positively affected me additionally if i'm aware that i am that i have no control over what happens in the future but i do have control over what i do today that could affect the future like if i don't put gas in a vehicle today i'm going to have to do it tomorrow so i'm that's a very simplified example but knowing that 
those are the that is the level of control I have. I can't change the past. I can't control the future, but I can be fully present. And guys don't like being present. We don't like being present with ourselves if I can't just sit with myself. That's why those four things sound just very like odd or juvenile or silly, but if they're really hard. Yeah. And guys push back against it because when we are no, when we are sitting, when we are practicing these things, it is going right against the behavior that brought us here to the refuge. It's pushing against it because it's bringing it to the forefront. And the in the and that can be terrifying because it is but the great news is that we believe in this guy jesus who isn't leaving us alone and when these things pop up it's not him leaving us and to deal with it on our own when these things pop up when these unwanted behaviors or thoughts pop up god knowing knowing you need to know that jesus is there with us in it in the crazy yeah yep god is present with us and we're learning to be present with him and with others. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. Tomorrow we start a new conversation where we interview Zach Hunt and talk about his journey of recovery. We'll see you then.